So ladies and gents, Dimitri is joining me and we're going to get stuck into many, many different things. You've even brought me a present, which actually in, in nearly two years of doing a podcast, that's the first present a guest has brought me. So uh, thank you. You are, you are the first. <laughs> You're welcome, mate. Yeah, really happy with that. Before any of your to-dos, before anyone's like, can I, you know, can I borrow you for a half an hour meeting? And before mm. anything of that kicks in, you've already overcome something challenging mm -hmm. that makes you feel great as well. Yeah. And then the big three is the sunlight for alertness and dopamine, which is that motivation hormone. We want that. The energy that comes from the workout. And then if you compare onto that uh, a protein, protein intake in the morning, which is going to uh, keep your blood sugar stable, because what happens to people after lunchtime, you know, that afternoon like slump that mm -hmm. we were that a lot of people get, if we're able to get a high protein meal in in the morning. Um, which is lower in carbs and more higher in protein. So that's like things like, you know, your whole eggs and avocado and those avocados. Yeah, very good. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good for you. Yeah. Those healthy fats, um, that's going to keep you more stable throughout the day. So then by the time you get to the evening, you've crushed something that the sunlight is great for that alertness. You've crushed your workout and you've also done great on your nutrition. Those things are going to help you last a lot longer into the evening and, you know, the late afternoon when it comes to other projects you want to put time into. So the, the principle of this podcast is, I think in modern day life, there's a lot of people that are striving to do a lot of things. And we're talking directly to property investors. And you've got a bit of a, a sort of background and experience from an agency world as well. But the main thing for me and why I wanted to get you on is I think sometimes people want to do something, but there's so much going on in our busy lives mm. that we can get quite tired, get quite kind of frustrated with certain things and potentially it's kind of that whole process of healthy body healthy life you know can make a big difference so a little bit of a curveball episode today but I'm really looking forward to it and someone that's into their health and fitness you know I'm looking forward to uh prodding you on a few questions as well but first of all how are you very well thank you mate I'm glad you uh enjoyed the present as well and hopefully it's yeah. uh, you like it and I think you know I'm I'm doing great and I love this topic just because you know, one, I resonate with the type of people that I work with, which is entrepreneurs or business owners and, and you know, people who invest in that, you know, come under that as well. And it's I really enjoy the game of, of problem solving with people or solution finding where you said people do want to do more things with their lives. Mm -hmm. And if we can't because of various things that come up, such as fatigue or, you know, such as, you know, overwhelm or the things that we'll dive into in the podcast is just enjoying that problem solving side of things with clients and where I found that to be particularly useful in myself and I'm always experimenting on myself it's great to be able to to share that as well so yeah, yeah I'm great and thank you for having me yeah very welcome so let's dive straight into that subject then I, I know a lot of investors that you know they're business owners they're, they're running a busy life of, of normally you know being an employee at a high level or they've got their own business and they're kind of looking to use some of their business funds to invest mm. you know they've probably got a family at home as well so they're hectic lives on the go they want to get into property investing because they know it's it's a solid place to put your money mm -hmm. um sometimes they struggle with the thought of getting started and sometimes it's just you know almost being in a position of maximizing their time becomes very difficult at the end of the day mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. what would be the kind of the quick win health tips that you would give to someone that is probably getting towards the end of the day and they're just finding they've got no energy when it hits like five o'clock to then go and start trialing through the internet looking for property investments and strategizing some sort of portfolio plan what what advice would you give to that type of person 
That's a really good point because the question almost becomes, is it is it a case of time or is it the quality of the time we have available? And if, as you mentioned, it is getting towards the end of the day where you know they've run their business through at the start of the day, but they do want to allocate more of their resources and time towards this thing, is how can we improve the quality of their time? And mm-hmm. for a lot of that, it comes down to improving their mental performance and improving their energy. And those sorts of things can come from, for example, what I focus on with clients is what we call like meta habits. So meta habits would be a habit that is not just like a one and done, but is a habit that can improve all the other areas throughout their day as well and gives you like a lot of yield for your effort. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned being able to allocate effort at the end of the day. But a lot of the quick win habits that would really help that would actually come in earlier on in the day. Yeah, I've I've found that myself because I'm I'm a fan of intermittent fasting. I've done it for many, many years. Mm -hmm. Um, I change it when I've got a long, long run booked in because I'm into my my running. Uh, So I, for example, tomorrow I've got a long run. So I don't intermittent fast today. I make sure I get the glycogen into my body for the run tomorrow. But typically speaking, I will intermittent fast, which I do 12 till Mm 8. So I'll... um, I'll start eating at 12 in the day and I'll finish at eight. And what I find is I've got a lot more mental performance and I've got a lot more kind of energy in the afternoon compared to a lot of other people where my body's not been digesting all morning, mm-hmm. get up and, you know, people start throwing toast and things like that down their, their, their bodies at the early hours of the morning. I don't do that. But from your point of view, you know, as a sort of specialist in this area, what what would be the advice? Is it what someone's eating? Is it when they're eating it? How does someone feel at the end of the day? They've still got a couple of hours where they can really be at a high level of mental performance before winding down for the evening. Exactly, yeah. And, and it, it makes sense why they would want that to capitalize on that time before family time, et cetera. So coming back to those meta habits, the habits that will really help move the needle, for example, a couple things that they could do or pair together earlier on in the day would be uh, morning sunlight Mm -hmm. depending on how deficient you are with the effects that has that can increase your dopamine which is that motivation neurotransmitter so if we want more of that we want to be more motivated and more energetic that can increase that by 50 percent by getting in morning sunlight i know it's england so (laughs) it's not going to be perfect is that just daylight (laughs) in general does the sun have to be shining it can't be uh, behind a window so, uh, yeah. So it has to be outdoors. If it's overcast, that might mean you'll be closer to 15 minutes outside. If it's sunny, you'll probably be closer to five minutes outside. Okay. As little as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because the uh, the way the the photons, like you receive those through your eyes, are a lot obviously brighter when uh, we're so lucky to have a sunny day. Yeah. Um. So getting in that morning sunlight, which could be ideal in a way of a walk, for example, if you you know they have a dog or something to walk the dog in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um. A morning workout as well. So the sunlight would be within one hour of waking up because that would have the effect on alertness and energy for the rest of the day if done within within an hour of waking up. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's the garden call or if it's a walk, even better. The exercise in the morning, although we technically are stronger in the afternoon to train, mm-hmm. actually by exercising in the morning within a couple hours of waking up means that the levels the effects on alertness and energy for the rest of the day will have the greatest effect if you if you can do it then and when we say working out you know a lot of people are busy right so 
even 25 or 30 minutes, you know, even a little and often approach like that. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be an ultra, you know, athlete or anything like that. Even just that little and often approach, which can even be done at home if it needs to be, because you will get a great effect from doing so will really, really help. Yeah, people could go go for a sort of power walk in the morning with some, you know, podcast listening, mm-hmm. listen to this podcast, maybe. They should. Um, <laughs> or, or, you know, you could do some sort of hit workout on YouTube. You know, it's probably quite easy to do from home. A lot of people were doing that in, in lockdown, weren't they? You know, just Joe Wicks was all over people's YouTubes and, you know, making a win out of out of the home workout. So, so um, sunlight's vital. Um, getting a workout in as well. I think for me just that's a good discipline as well like mm-hmm. mentally it's a good discipline to mm-hmm. know right i've i've trained early mm-hmm. um i think that makes a big difference I, even if i do a short run in the morning um i like to feel that i've started the day with a win absolutely yeah it's good momentum i think before before any of your to-dos before anyone's like can i you know can i borrow you for a half an hour meeting can before mm-hmm. anything of that kicks in you've already overcome something challenging mm-hmm. that makes you feel great as well yeah and then the big three is the sunlight for alertness and dopamine, which is that motivation hormone. We want that. The energy that comes from the workout. And then if you compare onto that uh, a protein protein intake in the morning, which is going to uh, keep your blood sugar stable, because what happens to people after lunchtime, you know, that afternoon like slump that, mm-hmm. we were, that a lot of people get, if we're able to get a high protein meal in in the morning, um, which is lower in carbs and more higher in protein. So that's like things like, you know, your whole eggs and avocado and those he- avocados. <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah. It's very good for you. Yeah. Those healthy fats, um, that's going to keep you more stable throughout the day. So then by the time you get to the evening, you've crushed something that the sunlight is great for that alertness. You've crushed your workout and you've also done great on your nutrition. Those things are going to help you last a lot longer into the evening and, you know, the late afternoon when it comes to, other projects you want to put time into yeah because i think property investing for a lot of people is a side hustle and it's it's fitting it in and it's also not just fitting it in but it's having the ability to find the time to put good energy into the planning Mm -hmm. and we've spoken about this on the podcast with mike quite a lot that property investing is deemed as passive income but it's not you have to be quite active as a landlord so having the time and energy to do it quickly and correctly is is really important one of the things that i saw Mm. on i think it might have been a blog or or one of your content that you put out was talking about kind of just an idiot's guide to personal health which Mm -hmm. i quite liked because um i like to think that i've got a bit of insight into it just from someone that's being involved in fitness in somewhere or another my life but really I'm finding new information all the time and I, the research and the data is different all the time. But what would be kind of your, I guess your top five quick wins for someone that's looking to just take their personal health to the next level. We spoke about those morning routines, but you know, what would be your, your quick wins for the average person that's out there? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good question. So again, coming back to where I see clients do the best is where we're able to do those meta habits, the ones we spoke about included mm-hmm. on a consistent level. So it's really, really being able to find what habits they can do consistently, which are going imp- uh, which are going to give you those benefits over time. So the morning routine is, is a big one as well. Mm-hmm. Then when it comes to nutrition, I don't know how many markets, super, uh, how many aisles supermarkets have these days, but when it comes to nutrition, a lot of the stuff people need to get quick wins is just on really a couple of the aisles Mm -hmm. when we're looking at whole food based nutrition. Mm -hmm. So keeping it simple with, you know, uh, 
a couple palms of protein on your on your plate, a couple palms of protein, um, a couple fists of veggies on your plate, and like a couple thumbs of of fats. So fats, you know, with the oils or the avocados and things like that. Yeah. And you know, everyone's everyone's hands are different, and so that will be reflective of, of your intake. But uh, doing a minim- minimally processed nutrition in that way, mm-hmm. that's going to be a big win because the latest research shows that people in the UK their diet consists of now more than 50% ultra processed foods Yeah, for the average person, more than 50%. Mm-hmm. So then when we look at you're trying to get ahead on the game when it comes to your mental performance and competing against other investors who potentially have more time than you to look at property opportunities or have more built up relationships and you're really trying to be active in this game of creating passive income, anything you can do to, to boost the the XP and the strength of your character that's that's trying to get after it is as mm. advantageous as possible. So those morning habits, powerful, minimally processed food with those palm portions that I mentioned is a generally a good bet. So let's let's cover that again. So a palm of protein. Two two of them, yeah. Two palms of protein, yeah. a fist of veggies. It's a couple of fists, yeah. Yeah, a yeah, couple of fists of veggies and then a couple of thumbs of, of fats, good fats. Exactly, yeah. good fats. So that's like grass-fed butter, avocado, olive oil, mm-hmm. ghee, like the one I brought you today like, like as well. Like what we got here. If yeah. you're listening and you can't see on, on the table, Dimitri's brought me in some homemade ghee, which um, I'm looking forward to to using for sure. And on the on the food that's processed, you know, kind of man-made food, I, I always, I've tried all sorts of diets over the years and different types of things to either be healthy or to be better at mental performance, better in my career better as a dad, as a husband, just just Mm. overall kind Mm -hmm. of just all around better. There's a lot of plates spinning. Um, One thing that I found with diets is most of them are not sustainable Mm -hmm. because they're so aggressive. Mm. But the thing that I normally have referred back to that does work for me is if it was made by man, try and stay away from it. Mm -hmm. And if it came out the ground or grew on a tree, then I don't, calorie count that element of stuff i kind of just go right it's good energy it's going in if i need it i need it and that's something that's really sort of worked for me over the years is if i feel better i'm more motivated i'll train harder i'll do more i'll burn more calories and the weight just and the body just works in the way it's meant to work really but there's you know there's a lot of different aggressive diets out there that potentially aren't the best for people but from your point of view i quite like that sort of palm fist and and thumbprint what what about um what about sleep you know is is sleep a subject that you talk about a lot with your clients because it seems to be quite a popular topic at the moment yeah so we're almost working through the day in this way of we've got the morning then we yeah. have the daytime nutrition mm. as we get into the evening sleep is one of if we have like the pyramid and and, and in that pyramid there's layers of things that are going to help you be more effective in in the areas that you want to put effort into sleep is like at the bottom the biggest chunk of the pyramid Mm. and it's so important to get that right a lot of the things i see that mean that we aren't getting sleep right is normally like working too close to sleep like so you have bedtime 11 doing work that's too close to sleep uh, screen time that's too close to sleep, mm-hmm. um, alcohol consumption, like although alcohol might make you feel like you can sleep easier in some ways, the actual quality is reduced. Yeah, it gets you later on. Yeah, exactly. It gets you later on. Yeah, well, mm. in the next morning. Mm. 
And what happens is, although sometimes the screen time or the work, you know, like you just need that extra half an hour or just to do something quickly. Sometimes it's it's really important to check in with self and ask how important it is to be doing that thing at that time, because mm -hmm. that extra half an hour is going to have a much bigger impact on the quality of your sleep. So there, there's things that we can do that to maximize on the quality of sleep, because as you get older, you actually get less deep sleep. Like we actually get the most deep sleep in our in the first three decades of our life. And then after that, the, the quality of sleep goes down. So it's important to stay on top of that. So I, I do notice that. I mean, my parents often say, and I'm a stepdad and my dad in particular, you know, they're, they're early risers. I mean, my dad, he's in the gym at like half four in the morning. Wow. Not because he wants to be. Uh -huh. He's just trained his whole life and he just gets up, you know, at four o'clock. And whether it's as you get a bit older, you need the loo in the night a little bit more <laughs> frequently, which wakes you up and... Yeah, it it does feel that way. I mean, I've got a real issue at the moment with with sleep because I've got a one year old, and wow. you know, a, a one year old. We got a six year old and a one year old, so we went through the first two and a half years with with the eldest of the teething and this, that, and the other. And then you think you cracked it, and then we had a second child, and now it's it's back to that point of we're probably six and a half, seven hours worth of sleep, and it's often broken as well but lily at the moment has decided 5 a.m is she's part of the 5 a.m club okay that's her thing <laughs> but she's going to bed at seven and i'm not so um wow. you know she's getting a chunk of sleep and she has a two and a half hour nap in the middle of the day which i also don't which i would love to that's have a luxury by the way. That's yeah good. <laughs> you live in the ronaldo dream yeah. um but from my point of view I, I do i do feel as a business owner as a father and as a as an ultra marathon athlete that that is what hits me is the sleep that's the killer i don't 100%. my legs don't recover fast enough for the mm -hmm. training that i'm doing without sleep so mm -hmm. it's important isn't it you know it's so important what what does the body go through when it sleeps you know what what actually happens why is it important yeah that's a good question and um you know when it comes to managing and spinning all those plates like you said of we can recover less from our training, but also how much more likely are we to be to be more anxious or handle stress less effectively if we've slept less mm -hmm. or even just be more snappier in relationships when we've slept less, right? I'm not yeah. myself. I haven't slept enough the yeah. last night. So. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, at the moment, we, we joke about it in the morning, but yeah, me and my wife are pretty grumpy in the morning because <laughs> we've had less sleep. Right? Before so, the coffee, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, <laughs> it just is what it is. But you know, that that's very common in a lot of families' lives. So it is. You know, I'm always interested to know about sleep and you know, there's some good books and some good people talking about it. It's be it's a subject that's popular out there at the moment and, and it is so vital, so important. Um so with your clients, um, what are the kind of I'm not asking you to go through a, a session, but what are the wins that you've seen recently for your clients? You know, what are the what are the mechanisms and the processes? You talk about meta habits, yeah. um, dietary related stuff, but mm -hmm. what what else are you kind of talking about that's going to help with you know drive and focus and starting new projects and um, being able to multitask correctly and the stresses of modern day life and. I guess you've got to talk sort of post lockdown a little bit as well, because that's still got its own fallout mentally for a lot of people, hasn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. The the sleep part is also a really big part of that, like we said. And um, I do see that sometimes because so many people have families and have youngins that it can be written off that are oh, I'm like, I'm not going to get good sleep because I've got a, you know, a young kids and there's no point working on it, but there is things we can do for mm -hmm. sure. And we can get into that, but the things we work, the things I see in clients and the things that really help them get great wins, um, 
strategies that are going to improve their mental performance when it comes to nutrition and training. So those things that we mentioned there, uh, stress resilience, we, the, the error of chronic stress, right? And, and post lockdown and the effects that that's had on mental health and stress. So being resilient to stress, mm. because how creative are you going to be? How easy are you going to be able to, to see through the fog of, of, potential opportunities or actual opportunities when that chronic stress is high. And a, a lot of us are running at a, a baseline level of continued sustained chronic stress. So stress resilience. So, you know, habits around mindfulness, habits around taking some time in the afternoon that is going to help reduce that stress is going to help us feel more motivated when that's lower, you know, just being in balance and at peace, like we should be mm -hmm. like being ambitious doesn't necessarily have to mean being stressed and overwhelmed right mm. so yeah i i went for a little um i guess moment this morning actually where i was out for a run funnily enough and what i'd realized this week is i'd done a lot of things i'd given a lot of time to a lot of other people mm -hmm. and i shared experience <clears throat> and sh shared my time which obviously comes with sharing experience but shared my time um i'm sure they were grateful and I'm sure it was helpful, but what, what the quandary was for me is that I didn't feel like this week I've achieved as much as I normally would do personally, mm -hmm. because I had a lot going on. I've given a lot of time to other people and I've done a lot of stuff this week where it just hasn't actually given me much momentum. It's just things yeah. I needed to do that I've done, but they don't come with a tick in the box or a big win, you mm -hmm. know, and it's nice to kind of almost feel on a Friday that it's like, wow, I've had a good week this week. And this week I felt like I've had just a week that's just unfolded um so that's the kind of stress that sometimes you 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 have on yourself 100%. is kind of like right i i want to feel like i've got a bit more momentum and that 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 plays a part with a lot of people i'm sure that you speak to absolutely absolutely and, and it's looking at it's either looking at of course in the 52 weeks of the year is every week going to be, you know, a net, you know, 20% improvement on the week before sometimes there is going to be those weeks where that happens. Mm. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that we surrender to those types of weeks, we can look at, is there anything else that could have been done? Could I have delegated or outsourced some of the things that I wanted to have had done by Friday, mm. and therefore next time round in that position, so, and that kind of takes the pressure off from it being a bad week to it just being a learning. Like mm. I learned that if I give, give my time or do these things, or as we're growing, I have to give my time in this ways. What is that teaching me about how I need to delegate or outsource? Or what is that teaching me on how I could delegate or outsource um, various other things in the following week? Or, or can I, for example, when a lot of people give time and, and, you know, spend time with other people, can we do any preparation before those conversations to be able to be more effective, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's walking meetings instead of sit down ones, because they can shorten the time of meetings by up to 50%. If we're doing a walking or standing meeting, standing yeah. meetings as well than sitting down ones. It's those things on learning from what didn't go well and being able to improve that in the next weeks from delegation, outsourcing, or just efficiency. Yeah. I've, I've been uh, doing a little bit of work for, um, a, a, an ex-military guy actually that's um, starting a business, really cool business that he's got to, to bring uh, veterans into tech companies and yeah. he's building this business at the moment. But every Zoom that I've had with him has either been standing or walking and the guy is full of energy. You know, he looks he looks physically like healthy, good. I'm sure deep down inside, I mean, he says, you know, he's doing long days, but he is, 
I love it. Nine out of ten every single minute of that meeting, you know, if not ten out of ten, because he's just he's just active. He's just doing the right stuff. I would have said. I love it. One of the things that's really important that's um, underlooked uh, and and is testosterone, especially for a lot of um, you know a lot of the the gents as we get you know plus thirty, plus thirty five, plus forty to optimizing for testosterone. So that's a lot of what I do with clients as well in terms of the the habits and the things that we work on to optimize that because the effects that testosterone has on, you know, for, for ladies and gents, because it, it does have similar effects. It's just ladies have like 30 times less, mm-hmm. but they do have testosterone as well. But especially for the gents where testosterone is so linked to drive ambition and motivation and those meta habits earlier. And there's some others. If our meta habits can increase and improve our testosterone, then that, there's no other skills that have to be acquired. There's no wisdom. It's just by improving testosterone, you're able to improve your drive and ambition as a result of doing so. Mm-hmm. Like the studies show that even in healthy guys, the guys that they gave a, a dose of uh, exogenous, like a, a, an injection of testosterone to in this study were double as resistant to difficult or out of control or stressful situations. So it like doubled their resilience to life situations in, in the way that they did this study just through having higher, more optimized testosterone. Mm. And that's not kind of looked at enough. Um, and sometimes the symptoms of that being lower can be mistaken for something else as well. So other than injecting testosterone into your butt, into your butt or wherever you put it these or days. Or it's expensive, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> What are the ways to naturally increase testosterone in a middle-aged person? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, sleep, sleep is going to be one of the biggest ones you can do because... A lot of it comes back to sleep, it doesn't does. it? It does, yeah. Because um, your body has these resources to make testosterone with and the same resources that can make testosterone can also make stress hormones. Mm-hmm. So if you're underslept and stressed your body just won't make testosterone. It will just make the stress hormones instead. So therefore, by sleeping more and being in a less stressed state, instead of that fork in the road channeling them down towards making stress hormones, it will channel them towards making more testosterone. Mm -hmm. So that's the big one. And then strength training. Strength training, so actually lifting weights. Running in the hit is really good. Um, But if we're able to strength train and lift weights at least three days a week, brilliant mm. so you've got sleep strength training and then the uh the couple palms of protein because a lot of people don't get those two palms of protein in per meal if you're able to do that that's going to complement the sleep and the strength training a lot those are some general things that you could say to to everyone that would uh help with testosterone i actually i read an article uh i might have read an article i might have listened to a podcast but i was listening i think i was listening to a podcast where someone was talking in depth about uh later life in older people and the importance of um the aging process being limited through weight training yes and it was i think it was done on like sort of 80 year old guys you know and they were you know they were aging and they were frail and their bone density and their sort of their biological age if you like rather than their actual chronological age was being measured and they did a study on these guys for like six months. It wasn't much longer than six months. Mm-hmm. And the difference in kind of their sh- their strength in their bones and their biological age just like gone through the roof from just training. Not, you know, they're not like squatting 100 kilos or anything crazy <laughs> like that. But just from training three times a week with weights, with resistance, um, it had made a huge difference to them. And I guess that comes down to that testosterone. I find 
when I weight train more than when I run, but when I weight train, I sleep better that night as well. Mm. I always find that if I've done a weight training <clears throat> session at any time in the day, I will always have a better night's sleep that night. Love that. It, it depends how you're doing each one, but typically the running can be a bit more of a stressor on the body mm. um, and can be a little bit harder to recover from depending on how you're doing it. Um, and so it makes sense that the weight training would help you sleep better that night, which is which is great and sounds like it's needed with the one-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need the strength to carry her and then I need the <laughs> sleep to recover from the carrying. I've actually got Disneyland Paris booked in. I don't know if you've seen any of the videos where someone trains on a treadmill for like going to Disneyland and no they've got like one kid in one arm, one kid in the other arm and they're running on the treadmill. Like that's their <laughs> practice. That's me at the moment. Some rocky right? music yeah. in the background. And, and ironically <laughs> at the moment at home, I've got a 20 kg kettlebell and a 12 kg kettlebell. The one year old, nearly two is 12 k, uh, 12 kg. And the other one's 21 cage. So I sort of walk around with those kettlebells because that's practice. <laughs> We're out here training for real life, man. That's that, it. That is real dad life. <laughs> um, absolutely. What other tips would you give to anyone that's, you know, in business, that's looking to, you know, property investors, but just generally in life, what tips would you give to people? What are your kind of, what's Dimitri's golden three rules at the moment that we haven't covered? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dimitri's golden three rules. I like it. You're going to use that. We're going to coin this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> I'll give a lot of value to the guests as well on this podcast. But yeah, if there I was three things, yeah, yeah. if there's three things that you do personally that you just, you couldn't not do, you know, it, it could be, it could be your evening routine. It could be your dietary stuff, Perfect. but three things for you that you just couldn't stop doing because it's so good. Try and create three wins in the three different portions of the day. Big wins in the morning little wins in the mid afternoon as well. Um, and then wins again in the evening, those wins, the morning meta habits that triple the Trinity of the sunlight, the exercise and the protein based nutrition wins in the afternoon, just because if there's no momentum made in the, in the afternoon, waiting to then get another win in the evening can be quite a big gap in a 12 hour day or whatever. So yeah. Wins in the afternoon. Um, so, for example, one of my clients at the moment who's like, he's an investment banker, lots of analysts and, and reports and stuff to do. Um, he's been able to half his stress because we've been able to track that the numbers wise. He's been able to half the stress and double his productivity wow. by doing mindfulness and stress reduction habits in the afternoon, which mm -hmm. is crazy because the company has like a, you know, some sort of yoga chill out room that none of the other investment guys use. He's yeah. like the only one that uses it. Yeah. But now he's able to get out for like two hours in the afternoon and surf and do stuff like that is international um, because he's been able to be so much more effective. And so reducing stress in the mid afternoon, such as meditation, you can look at something on YouTube called Yoga Nidra. Um, mm -hmm. It's got nothing to do with yoga, but yoga nidra, if you're like a dad or a mom who's like underslept because of kids and stuff in, in the night, yeah, yoga nidra is basically, it's called non-sleep because you're not sleeping when you do it, deep rest. So you're not sleeping, but it puts your body into a deep rest. And that takes about 10 minutes. It's a 10 minute practice. Mm -hmm. Hopefully most people can find 10 minutes in the afternoon, whether it's lunch break, going to the car, or, or if your place is pretty cool and has a room or whatever, that's cool. Um, that can really help to reset you in the mid-afternoon. Mm -hmm. So you're less likely to give in to distractions in the afternoon. You know what to say no or yes to, and you can be really dialed in because sometimes we lose our resilience to be able to um, shut out some of the noise in the afternoon. So it's really been... I that. find that hard. I really do. And I, I do yoga um, 9.15 every Wednesday. Mm. And she breaks up the yoga session into 
kind of the first 15 minutes is a bit mobility stuff, which is really good for my running. Um, then she does a little bit of kind of 15 minutes on, um, almost a little bit of breathing and stretching and balance related stuff. Mm. And then there'll be 15 minutes on either strength, strength or different postures or, or even a little bit of flexibility work. And then in the last kind of 10 minutes of the session, everyone just lies on the mat with the lights off and kind of just shuts off. Like she even walks through the process of like, right, let the, let the feeling go in your face, you know, let your fingers relax all the little tense bits that you don't realize. And she says like, you know, let your jaw relax. And you realize you're like locked. Locked in. But I find (laughs) it really hard. Not for, she says, let the thoughts go. But my head is going a hundred miles an hour. I'm a fidget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I managed to stay still, but I, I can't stop thinking. I'm just constant. And some people are snoring in the room and I'm like, how have you fallen wow. asleep in like 60 seconds? It's unbelievable. <laughs> That's powerful. Yeah. But it sounds similar to that yoga nidra in terms of that 10 minute window where you're just switched off. Yeah. I've uploaded a couple of recordings of clients who were happy to recently on their comments on it. And, and they've said how it might sound counterproductive because <clears throat> your mind's racing and you're thinking of all those things and you feel like you don't have those 10 minutes. Yeah. But coming back to quality of time, you do gain more time by doing that. So wins in the morning, wins in the mid-afternoon, and then for sleep in the evening, um, some easy things that you can do is try to minimize any above headlights. So any above headlights, so, um, you know, like overhead lights at the top of the ceiling, those bright ones, mm. those are going to interfere with sleep more than more kind of orangey, orangey shaded lights and lamps um, that are like below Uh, below eye level Mm -hmm. in the evening Um, those aren't going to disrupt your sleep as much so for example at home in the bedroom i've changed the uh, the the bed light bulbs to to like more orangey ones yeah um because that's gonna tell the body basically that it's more sunset evening time Mm. and that's gonna allow you to get into a better sleep so you can get more orangey bed lights and uh, try not to be on your phone within half an hour or an hour of sleep would be ideal. Yeah. And those things will allow your body to actually be ready to get that deep sleep. And then you wake up in the morning a lot more refreshed to uh, get your three wins as well. Absolutely. No, I love that. And appreciate you coming on and sharing some of this knowledge. It's been really awesome to kind of, you know, for me, I'm, I'm lucky being the host on this podcast because I get, I get firsthand amazing. like one-on-one kind of education with people, which is really cool. How did you get into this from a state agency? Because I knew you back in agency. So I wanted to just ask that question at the end. How have you gone from kind of, you know, someone in a, in a sales estate agency world, suited and tied, you know, doing the six days a week, Saturdays, and you've kind of totally flipped it on its head into into this culture, coaching role. And you've obviously gone through a big process of self-education to get to this Absolutely, point, which yeah. is amazing to see and well done. Um, but how did that happen? I mean, when I was in a state agency, I loved it. I've learned so much, but I didn't feel in alignment with the particular model and the particular way I was doing it. I, I, I knew that there wasn't quite an alignment with the health and all the hours that were being put in with that model of a state agency at the time. And so um, also growing up in my teens, seeing my parents, unfortunately, go through a lot of health issues like mm. cardiovascular disease and cancer, which they are well today and they are mm. strong for better or for worse that just made me super aware of the importance of that like i'd barely broken my teens and seeing that you know and and being worried on that side of things so i was looking after my own nutrition and training from like 15 16. and then i did the estate agency learned a lot through that but then i just i had to follow i knew the purpose the whole time like Mm. i just had to go for it so qualified as a pt at early 20s did that for five years 
And then a week before the whole lockdown, the week before everything shut down on the lockdown, I just had a feeling that I needed to get in front of the camera and start creating for clients. Mm. And it was good timing. And I've been working remotely with clients, especially men on health and performance ever since. Awesome. Well, if people want to get in contact with you, we're obviously going to put all your details in the show notes. But just for the people listening at the moment, where's the most active place you are on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, where are you? Yeah, it would be Instagram at coach Dimitri underscore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, Instagram, or they can find me on LinkedIn as well. And, and where um, I'm connected with you on there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. And thanks for the present. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoy. Cheers. I'm flicking through YouTube and through Spotify. I don't think there's a podcast or a video channel on YouTube that landlords can land on where they're not being sold something. I mean, it'd be the first time any estate agents ever asked that question, but why not ask that question to a wider audience? They just have the knowledge there, but they don't seem to share it. You can do different episodes based around someone that wants an exit plan or someone that's just starting their portfolio. The rules change every year. Yeah. But why not just open the floor out and just say, well, is property even the best investment out there? And tax advice is a big thing, especially with everything that's changed, capital gains yeah. tax, and obviously your stamp duty costs that you need to pay and whatnot. People don't realise what they need to prepare for. We build a podcast and we build a YouTube channel, somewhere that landlords can go and they feel they're not being sold to, but they're just getting quality advice.